G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. The Kids Edition with Daisy Pierce. Brought to you by the Booster Tag, a new safety icon for kids under 145 centimetres tall. I know many of you, especially here in Victoria, are disappointed again because junior footy is taking a back seat. Because of this virus, we're not going to mention the C word again. I know we're all sick of hearing it, but we're going to try and pump you up on this show because there's still plenty of exciting footy things to talk about. I'd love to hear from you uh, as we get into the finals. It's starting to really heat up and you might know who's going to win because I don't. I don't think any of the experts do. I mean, how could you guess? This round, for example, the Giants have gone down with uh, the, one of their youngest sides ever, eight changes from last week, and they've beaten Geelong in Geelong, which just doesn't happen. Then the Suns, after getting beaten by nearly 100 points last week, have come and beaten Carlton at Marvel Stadium. North Melbourne took Richmond all the way, but in the end, Richmond overwhelmed them in the second half and won by 33 points. Adelaide went oh so close in the showdown against Port Adelaide, but on the knocker, Port Adelaide just got over the line. Aaliyah, Aaliyah, the showdown medalist. And then St Kilda, after many of us were spruiking Sydney as a potential grand final winner, and they still are. They, they, they're still in the hunt, but their top four hopes have been dented. St Kilda have gotten over the top of them and the games are just as interesting today. Plenty to look forward to. one 736 736 is the number to call to get involved in the show. Prizes galore if you do that. You get uh, the footy cards from the official AFL Select Footy Stars collector cards for serious collectors big and small. And also if you're under 145 centimetres tall, you'll get a T-shirt from the Booster Tag because the Kids Edition is brought to you by the Booster Tag, a new safety icon for kids under 145 centimetres tall, keeping kids safe in cars. Get involved, one 736 736 It's also Olympics closing ceremony day, so maybe we can have our own little closing ceremony and we can share Olympics highlights. Haven't there been plenty to choose from? It's been sensational. I know I've been inspired and I'd love to hear how you've been inspired. one 736 736 Now, I've got a few callers waiting on the line and I'd love you to get involved. So don't be shy. But also later in the program, we're going to speak to Matt Buntine from the Giants who has been at the Giants ever since they got involved in the AFL way back in 2012. He was drafted with one of their first picks, pick number five in 2011. And it's been a, a journey with many ups and downs for Matt. And he's been good enough to jump on the line and join us at 8.30 this morning. So stay tuned for that. I'm sure there's going to be plenty in his journey that you guys can learn from and me. Uh, so, yeah, stick around for that. Look forward to chatting to Matt later in the program. First, though, we've got, I think it's a sister and brother act, Lily and Lewis, or Louie, Lily and Louie from Ashburton. Thanks for joining us. Hi. Hi. Hi, Lily and Louie. Now, 
what? Who do you guys barrack for in the AFL? Demons. 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 Same as me. And my dad goes for demons, but Nona and Nona goes for um, Nona goes for a pie, and Nona goes for Hawthorn. Oh, so there's lots of different competition in the family. And you followed Dad, though, and became a demon. Yes. You might have timed it pretty well, I reckon, because your dad might tell you how it's been a tough life for him being a Demons fan. But for you, things are just starting to get exciting. Who are your favourite players, Lily and Louie? Mine's you. Oh, thank you. Mine's you too. Oh, and what about in the boys' team? Um, mine is Petraka and, and Langdon. Ed Langdon. Oh, you guys are good judges. I mean, because of the boys and also for choosing me. Thank you. Do you reckon they're going to beat the Eagles today? Yep. Oh, let's hope so. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, you're right. Thanks for correcting me. <laughs> I'm glad you're on this morning. <laughs> Do you guys play Auskick? No. No, we play footy. Oh, who for? Um, I, at the park. Oh, the best kind. That's the best way to learn, isn't it? Down at the park, practicing all different kicks. Can you do a snap? Have you ever snapped a goal? Uh, yes. How do you do a snap? How is that different from a normal kick? Um... Around the corner. That's it. You've got it nailed. I mean, you still got to practice, but you've got it worked out. Very good. Have you guys been watching the Olympics at home? Um, yeah. yeah. What's been and, your favourite part? You the bees beat the Suns. Yeah, last week it was a big win, wasn't it? Do you remember how much by? Lots. Yeah. <laughs> Well summed up. It was lots. I think it was 98 points. But that was last week. Do you know what? The only thing that matters now is what they do tomorrow. Yeah. Well, Lily and Louie, thanks so much for calling the show. We're going to send you some prizes. We've got the T-shirts coming your way from the booster tag and also some footy cards from the official AFL Select Footy Stars collector cards. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure couple of D's fan to kick off the program. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. if you'd like to call the Kids Edition and chat to me. Footy, Olympics, anything you'd like within reason. I'd love to chat to you. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. How are you going to get your practice in this weekend, given that for many of us, when footy's off again, there's still ways you can practice. Like Lily and Louie, go to the park, practice some snaps. Plenty to get done still. Edward in Hampton. Hello, Edward. Hi. Thanks for calling the show. Who do you barrack for, Edward? The long cat. Ah, the cats. Did you stay up late to watch them on Friday? Yep. What did you think? What did you make of the game? Are you worried or was it just a little blip? Well, I was worried a bit. Do you think it affects their chances to win the the premiership or do you, are you still feeling confident? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Wait and see, hey. I wouldn't I wouldn't get too worried. I reckon it was just one of those nights. A few injuries, 
And Paddy yeah. Dangerfield went down early. I I think you'll be all right. Mm-hmm. Who's your favourite cat? Um, Patrick Dangerfield. Danger. He's a good player. He's had a bit of a rough old year with injury and missing out on games, hasn't he? Yeah. But hopefully he doesn't miss this week. Sounds like he's okay. He spent the night in hospital after getting a knock on his neck, but I think he's going to be all right for this week. Let's hope. Do you yeah. play footy, Edward? Who do you who do you play for? Um, Hampton Rovers. Oh, you're a rover. I've heard about the Hampton Rovers. They're a big, big club out there, aren't they? Mm-hmm. What's your favourite thing about footy? Um, getting the ball and kicking it. <laughs> that's the way. That's a, that's an important thing to like about footy, going and getting that ball. And I don't say that as a joke. I, yeah, wanting to win it is a big, big part of it. So that's good that that's your favourite part of it. What yeah. what got you involved in footy? What made you want to go and play over all the other sports that you could play? Um, uh, I don't know. Does, did, did your mum or dad or brothers or sisters play? Yes, my dad and my big sister. Uh-huh. So that had something to do with it, I reckon. Yeah. That's how I got into it too. My dad and big brothers played. Not so much my mum, a little bit, but not much. But she was always very, very supportive, which was the main thing. What about the Olympics, Edward? You been watching the Olympics? Yeah. What's been your favourite bit when you, what, what do you reckon your highlight is? Um, the BMX. The BMX? Yeah. It's pretty exciting, wasn't it? Yeah. And then the big gold medal to Australia. Mm-hmm. Very impressive. Do you ride BMX? Um, no, but I like watching it. Well, my little two-year-old watched it, and he loves getting out. He got, he rides one of those balance bikes, and he was watching the BMX as they flip and fall and stack, and I was holding my breath, and he said, maybe I could do that. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but it was, that's the, the beauty of the Olympics, that it inspires you to do amazing things. It's been incredible, hasn't it? Yeah. Did you watch the Boomers? I know it was a late game, but did you watch the Boomers win their first ever medal last night? No. Well, it was outstanding. Paddy Mills, who is an amazing, amazing player and an amazing leader for the Boomers and Australia in general, 42 points. He put the team on his back and secured Australia's first ever basketball medal. It was it was awesome, wasn't it? Yeah. Hey, Edward, do you collect footy cards? Yeah. Well, I'm going to send you a big, or we're going to organise a big stack of footy cards for you and a T-shirt as well for getting involved in the show. Thanks for calling us early on a Sunday morning. Thank you. Good on you, Edward. Edward from Hampton there. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. If you'd like to call the show, Logan Martin was the BMX gold medalist, of course. What's my highlight been? I can't go past Jess Fox. I I, I found that uh, enthralling and inspiring and just 
an amazing show of determination. I mean, here's a woman who's, I think, a third Olympics. She had the bronze medal, the silver in her first event. She was in a winning position and just grazed a, a gate, which meant that she lost points and was bumped down to bronze medal, which she was. She spoke so beautifully afterwards. I mean, there's no shame in a bronze medal, but she dealt with her potential disappointment of missing out on gold and could straight away sense the gravity of winning bronze and then makes it through to the final in the C1, the first time it had ever been at the Olympics, and... The very last run of the final was Jess Fox and to hold her nerve and I'm not an expert in canoeing <laughs> but uh, or the C1 event, but it, she was so brave in the way she attacked that run, particularly given she'd hit the gate in her previous event. But to be able to just put all that aside and produce what she did to win gold that was my most inspiring moment of the Olympic Games. I'd love to hear yours, one 736 736 There's plenty to choose from, let's be honest. Well, you might want to tell me what your highlight of the footy so far this weekend has been. I've got a, I've got a highlight ready to replay that some of our Richmond fans uh, might really enjoy and we'll play it just after this. So they cover me in daisies, daisies. The Kids Edition with Daisy Pearce. Brought to you by the Booster Tag, a new safety icon for kids under 145 centimetres tall. Welcome back to the Kids Edition. 1300 736 736. If you'd like to talk footy, there must be somebody out there who's playing junior footy today. Maybe one of our South Australian friends. The Lucky Ducks, whose season goes on. Give us a call, 1300 736 736. Or Jack from Tasmania. He's always got a game. The Canberra Tigers are flying by the sounds of it. We spoke to him last week. 1300 736 736. Prizes galore if you do call through. The footy cards from the official AFL Select Footy Stars collector cards for serious collectors, big and small. And also the t shirt from the Booster Tag, a new safety icon for kids under 145 centimetres tall. Let me know if you are banding together and wearing your blue armband this weekend for TAC Road Safety Weekend as well, Road Safety Round. It was meant to be a big celebration at community footy level and unfortunately there's no games, but Road Safety Round goes on. Let us know if you're still wearing your blue armband. Maybe you can pull it out and wear it in the backyard for a bit of backyard footy. 1300 736 736. We've got Olympics highlights to share, plenty to talk about. I think everyone's having a sleep in today. I've got to get up and talk some footy and get out there and have a kick. I reckon Ava's about to do that. Ava in Geelong. Hey, Ava. Hello. Thanks for calling through. Who do you play footy for? I play footy for St. Mary's. Ah, big club down near Geelong, aren't they, St. Mary's? Yep. How's the season been going? Yeah, Other than good. the obvious. Yeah, good. Um, we've got a good couple of games. Yeah. How long have you been playing for? Um, six or seven years. Oh, wow. So you've started in Auskick. Yeah. Oh, very good. What do you love about footy? Um, that you can bring your own skills to the game and just show everyone what you've got. I like it. There's something for everyone in footy, isn't there? It doesn't matter if you're tall or short, fast or strong. 
Yeah. Takes a lot of different skills. Have you made some good mates that you wouldn't have otherwise met if you hadn't started playing footy? Yeah, yeah. Lots of friends. Oh, that's good. Do you barrack for the cats? No, barrack for the D's. Ah. Have you always been in Geelong? Yeah. What What made you barrack for the D's then? Um, my dad barracked for the D's. That's a good reason. I barracked for Carlton for the exact same reason. My dad made me. <laughs> what What position do you normally play for St Mary's, Ava? Uh, I play midfield. Ah, very good. And do you have a final series coming up or is it a bit unsure because of this lockdown? Um, we didn't make finals. We came fifth. Uh-huh. So it's finished anyway. Yeah. And is your aim to one day play in the AFLW? Yeah, I want to play in the AFLW like you. Well, it's good to hear. It's, it's great that there's so many girls out there now keen to play and ways to get there. Plenty happening down in Geelong too for pathways into the AFLW, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Have I've, met, had... um, I've met you guys because I won a competition and I got to get a photo with you guys. Oh, at our team photo day? Yeah. Oh, I hope I hope everyone was nice. I'm sure they were. I'm sure, I hope you had a great time. Thanks for coming in. What about, yeah, do you have much to do with the AFLW cats? Do they come and see you? Um, at, yeah. At St Mary's and do clinics? Yeah, sometimes, yeah. Yeah, um, my sister was the Nad Mini Legend. Oh, was she? Who who did she play? Who was her character? Um, Rocky. Oh, Michelle wow. Yeah. Did she have dreadlocks or she had to get them especially? <laughs> um, she had to get them oh, and cool. shave her head. How did she feel about that? Um, she's fine about it. <laughs> is it. Has it grown out yet or is she stuck with the shave? Uh, it's grown out. Uh-huh. Not tempted to keep it now? No. <laughs> That's fantastic. Worth a look. I'm sure plenty of people have seen the NAB Mini Legends ads, but oh, they're always fantastic. And the Rocky Cranston one, Rochelle Cranston, who was at the Cats in the AFLW, now a Bulldog in this most recent trade period. Uh, it, was a, it was one of the good ones. <laughs> they're all fantastic, but it, it was fantastic. And it was Ava's sister who played that character. Hey, Ava, who do you think is going to win the premiership this year? Ralwyn. So you're confident? Yeah, or Western Bulldogs. Oh, Melbourne or the Dogs. The, the Ds have been impressive. I mean, they've had their moments where things have dropped away, but so solid down back, plenty of depth in the midfield. And yeah. I reckon in more time. I mean, they were very good against the Suns last week up forward. Ben Brown with his four goals and um, Luke Jackson as well. So hopefully things are just starting to tick at the right time of the year. Who's your favourite demon? Um, In the women's, it's you. And then in the men's, I like Max Gorn and Stephen May. Oh, very good. Steve and May. I think both of those guys will be in the All-Australian team, Max and Maisie. They're both yep. absolute guns. Good guys too. Good blokes. 
736 if you want to get involved in the kids edition like Ava has. What about your Olympics highlight, Ava? What's your have you been watching? Yeah, I've been watching the swimming. Oh, wasn't it brilliant? What was your what was your highlight in the swimming? Um, probably Titmus beating Ledecky. Yeah, oh, wasn't that just awesome to watch the rivalry and I mean Titmus beat her at the world champs and all the pressure that was on her and for her to come out and execute the way she did. It was pretty impressive and she's only young, isn't she? Yeah, only 20. It's amazing. What about that? How do you feel as a 13-year-old when you sat back? Did you watch any of the skateboarding or the diving? Um, and you see 13, 12-year-old girls competing? Yeah, we watched a little bit of the diving and skateboarding. What do you what What did you think when you watched those girls go around? Um, it's so cool. Like they, the the tricks that they did was amazing. Yeah, it's ama- amazing what you can achieve, isn't it? Yeah. <sighs> well, Ava, thanks so much for joining the show. Uh, good luck with footy next year for St Mary's. I'm glad you had a great year this year, and go Dees. Thank you, go Dees. <laughs> Good on you, Ava. We've got the footy cards organised for you, the official AFL Select Footy Stars Collector Cards for serious collectors, big and small. Small. So I earlier said that we had a big highlight for Richmond fans. It would have been a nervous day for Richmond fans yesterday. Uh, hanging on to the chance of sneaking into the final eight. And they're starting to look like it's still possible. But it wasn't looking that way at halftime against the Roos. The Roos were right on top. And if maybe if they'd been a bit more accurate, it might have been a harder lead to run down. Who knows? But it's all history because Richmond were good enough to, to get back in front. But one of the absolute highlights in that game was seeing Morris Rioli debut. And... Every time he went near it, he didn't even need to touch the ball or affect the tackle, but just his speed and pressure it was a big, big feature of his game, as you would expect, given his family and their history in the game. But he got he kicked his first goal with his first kick in footy. Here it is. And he just wanders off now. Heaves the boot into it. From the side, Zebel crashed the pack. Turner under immense pressure. Oh, and the handball from Walker. He's coughed it up. Baker, here we go. Oh, perfect. Rioli puts it through. And the widest smile in footy <laughs> as they get around. Morris Rioli Jr. Oh, and again, this is a goal from pressure. We talked about goals from turnover, but this is the pressure that wasn't here in the first half. Back up, forward half pressure. All of a sudden, um, Walker it was, it gets a bit nervous. So the, four, the defenders are feeling heat for the first time and that is just, that's a beautiful thing to see. Well done, young man. Yes, he was impressive to watch. I mean, he didn't, you look at his stat sheet and think, oh yeah, quiet day, but he had a much bigger impact than his numbers would suggest just with how he hunted the, the footy and looked to lay tackles and I don't think that'll be the last highlight that we play for Morris Rioli. Uh he is hoping he has a long and very exciting career in the game for him and Richmond fans, but for footy fans everywhere because, oh, haven't they given so much to this game, the Rioli family. Uh, we're going to take the news quickly now, but then on the other side, we've got our very special guest, Matt Buntine from the Giants, who's going to chat to us all about their big win down at the Cattery on Friday night. So they cover me in daisies, daisies, daisies. The Kids Edition with Daisy Pearce.
Brought to you by the Booster Tag, a new safety icon for kids under 145 centimetres tall. Welcome back to the Kids Edition on a beautiful Sunday morning. Well, it's beautiful where I am at least. A beautiful, wintry, cold but sunny day. It's going to be a cracker. Good day for a kick in the park for all you kids, given for many of us, junior footy is on hold again. Now, our very special guest this morning must be having a great weekend because... His Giants had a massive win down at GMHBA at the Cattery on Friday night. And also, after a couple of months on the road, Matt Buntine, you had all the families rejoin you finally uh, here in Melbourne. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Daisy. Yeah, nice um, weekend. Sort of, yeah, started off with the families reuniting and then took a really great result down, um, <laughs> down at the Cattery on Friday night. Did you have anyone join you? I mean, seven weeks, nearly two months on the road. Who who joined you in the camp? No, unfortunately not. My partner's still up in Sydney in lockdown, so it was actually a bit of a bittersweet moment for me. But um, it was great to see all the all the young kids who have obviously missed their their dads are, and um, partners around. So um, it certainly lifted all of us. But yeah, I'm still doing it a little bit tough. But um, yeah, no, it was, it was still a big lift for everyone. Well. I hope I didn't rub it in, but I'm sure all the the young kids joining you will have added plenty of energy to the camp, that's for sure. Now, take us back to Friday night. We want to talk more about your, your junior career and how you got involved and share some tips with the kids. But Friday night, firstly, how did a side that had eight changes and you yourself a late inclusion when Josh Kelly had to go out of the side, how did you muster up the belief to do what not many have done in going down and knocking off the Cats? Yeah, um, obviously, yeah, the, the mass changes is always an interesting one. It's sort of, um, normally a good sign of a team when there's limited changes. But I guess um, the changes brought a lot of energy and there's um, uh, a lot of belief in our, our young boys to certainly get out there and, and play against a great side. And, you know, the Cattery is a, a tough place to win. And I, we, we knew that going down there and we sort of um, just wanted to play an aggressive ground of footy and take it up to them and, and see what we could do. And um, I think once you get a little bit of a, a sniff, it sort of makes uh, the game very interesting. And, yeah, we sort of just, um, yeah, enjoyed the moment, enjoyed the game. And, um, yeah, it was great to come away with the four points. It was a good one for any of the kids watching because, as you know, there's always plenty of um, blowouts in junior footy. But you just never know what might happen on the day if you give yourself a chance and go in and... Try your absolute best, as you guys did. Now, you would have had a nice um, front row seat to Sam Taylor's performance and his ability to shut down Tom Hawkins. What makes him such a good player for the defenders that are tuning in? Yeah, well, I'm generally a defender with Sam, so it's interesting to sort of get a front row seat and not have to be defending or trying to help him out. But um, <laughs> I think Sam, just his ability to read the ball in the air and... He's probably got some of the safest hands in the league. Um, so it was just tremendous to sort of you know, back his strength in, which is read the ball and, and go for it. And, um, you know, Tomahawk is a, he's a, he's a fantastic player. And probably his strength and size would have um, potentially you know, outdone Sam if he was engaged in a lot of wrestles. So it just seemed like Sam, you know, utilised his sort of physical uh, attributes. And, um, yeah, once he saw the ball, just went for it. And, yeah, it was um, a pretty phenomenal game by, by Sammy. And going back a bit now then, what what about when you first fell in love with the game? What drew you to footy? Yeah, well, I'm a Victorian boy originally, so as most kids would, you know, off-kick when I was studying, a bit of mass up here and there, just sort of um, made me love the game. 
boys out there on a Saturday morning kicking the footy around and going to see my local teams play and the seniors. So, um, yeah, really enjoyed that mateship and more camaraderie with, with footy throughout my sort of um, primary and secondary school life. And then, um, obviously, once you get into the talent pathways, it starts to get a bit serious. But uh, I certainly just, yeah, keep keep loving the fact that now I can sort of drive and, and want to be a real big a big mastery piece on football, but that love of being around my friends and um, a big group of, of um, you know, like-minded people yeah, certainly draws me to the game. Wherever you're standing now is good. It's a little bit of a jumpy line, so wherever you are now, oh, don't move. <laughs> um, so when when did the penny drop that you wanted to kind of play at the highest level and what was the most important advice or support that you got along the way to make it possible? Yeah, probably um, 15, 16. I reckon I sort of never really made some um, talent teams, but once I did and, and sort of got a, a bit of an opportunity there, um, just took it with both hands. And I guess working hard was probably probably the biggest thing. I'm, I'm fortunate I gifted the most with um, too much skill level or flair. So I just knew that sort of doing the right things at the right time would, would help me out a lot in my football and, and progress my career. So... Um, yeah, they were probably the, the two things about you know, my discipline and my preparation to make sure that um, I did everything I could to, to perform out in the weekend. And I think that sort of is a good good base ground for, for any young kid out there that wants to develop their game, just to um, yeah, work hard on the, on the main things and, and listen to their coaches and um, it takes you a long way. Was that side of it, the professionalism and training really hard, was that something that came naturally to you or was it something... Um, somebody taught you or helped you with. Where did you? How did you nail that? Because I think it's something we that many kids would know they need to do. But how do they get there and get those habits going? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I think I had a little bit of a, a knack for it, but I guess it's um, you know sort of understanding what what you want and how to get there. And I think for me, once once you sort of um, realise that football was an opportunity for me in the future you sort of just start prioritising things around that because it was tough at times, you know, missing out on you know, birthdays and year 12 was a tough year where you'd sort of be um, having quiet nights in when, when all the parties were happening. But um, in the end, um, it, it's worked out and, and I think in the long run, you sort of reflect on that and you'd rather have gone down that path and given it a good shot than sort of, um, you know, sort of put only a little bit of effort in and, and left it to chance. So, yeah, it's a tough one. And certainly um, throughout childhood, it's tough with all the different sort of things pulling you around, like school and um, parties and, and footy. But, um, yeah, just prioritising what you really value and, and, and sticking to it if you if you really want to um, have a go at football. So that got you there. And you, you drafted in 2011 to a team brand new in the competition in a state where footy is relatively new or trying to establish itself. What was that like? What was it like moving into state at such a young age and being part of um, a brand new team? Yeah, it was, it was a fun adventure. Um, certainly had its challenges, like learning how to wash my clothes and, and cook for myself. Um, but <laughs> But um, no, it was great fun. I think I was fortunate enough to be a part of that first big draft group. I knew a lot of um, players being drafted with me. Um, so in terms of that, it was sort of like a um, a bit of a um, school camp at early days. But no, I think early early days in our in our careers with with Sheeds and um, Choco coaching us, you know, they they really ingrained hard work and 
um, there wasn't too much time away from the club in terms of um, doing other, other things because, yeah, we had a lot of work to do. And, um, yeah, we were pretty exhausted if we weren't training. We were sort of uh, sleeping around. So, um, no, it was it was good fun. Always challenging moving into state and whatnot, but I think it's been a really big development for a lot of us who had to do that, you know, grow up pretty quickly, um, learn a new city and, and all that. So, no, it was sort of, I think, one of the really important and, and big driving things for a lot of our development, I think, for the boys down there at those early ages. What about now? I mean, a footy club's always a bit of a family, but I can imagine at the Giants where there aren't many locals there who have families to go home to necessarily. A few more these days with academies and that kind of thing. But do you think you got something special from that point of view at the Giants because so many are away from home? Yeah, we certainly... um, When you relocate to Sydney, you know, the only people you sort of know first up is is your teammates. So... um, Socially, you know, we're, we're a really close group and more so this year than ever being on the road so far for seven weeks. You know, we're pretty much neighbours at the moment. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I think it certainly um, certainly has its pitfalls, you know, being away from you know, family and, and, and some outside friends with football. But I think in the long run, you know, having really good, strong relationships and um, friendships with your teammates, which we all do here at the Giants, is, is really good for us in terms of, you know, um, the way in which we connect on the field and, you know, the energy that we bring day in, day out. It's, um, yeah, really something special that I think, um, yeah, gives us a leg up in, in, that, in that space. And those relationships aren't something that happen on their own. Who do you remember back in the early days was that glue in the team that went out of their way to do it? And now that you're one of, I guess, the more experienced guys, what, what things do you do to make new people to the club feel comfortable, I guess, with the lens of... Any of the kids tuning in who have new people that come to their team, what what tips would you share? How do you go about it? Yeah, well, first and foremost, like Luke Powell was probably one of the, one of the more amazing people you sort of can meet in football, and he was fantastic in our early days. And you know, Phil Phil Davis still does it now, but even in those um, infant years when he was a pretty young um, oldie that we had, um, he, he was amazing in sort of um, making time for people and connecting and. Um, you know, now for me, you sort of, yeah, you certainly reflect on that and go, oh, it, it makes a young kid feel pretty amazing and, and valued. So for me, um, you know, asking questions, especially with young boys about, you know, their goals and, and where they come from, all those type of things, try and find those sort of similarities between them, but also appreciate the differences. Not all of us are the same. And um, just taking a, a bit of an invested interest in their development as well. And, um, you know, wherever you can, if it's out in the footy field, you know, helping them with the kick, kicking, marking, their sort of game sense or even off-field sort of little tricks of the trade that you sort of um, have picked up along the road. So um, young kids these days come in pretty well pretty well set to, to go at it, but there's still little things that you can help. And I think showing that care and, and, and investment into their um, careers is something that, um, you know, I, I hope sort of um, is something I bring to, to the table at the moment for those young kids. And how have you kind of learnt to deal with some of the setbacks? Because it sounds like you're someone who does everything within their own control to, to get it right, but that doesn't always guarantee things in sport and in footy. And, I mean, you got up there and you've kind of battled with injuries all the way along. Shin splints in your first year, you had some concussion issues, the big ACL in 17 and even a quad on the eve of last season. How do you keep kind of applying yourself um, with those little bumps along the road? Yeah, it's tough, you know. Football is not really 
Um, not too many careers go through um, unscathed with injuries and, you know, selection issues and those type of things. So for me, I guess it comes back to um, just doing everything in my power I can. And, um, you know, unfortunately, I didn't get to, get to pick the team or injuries are, are unfortunately just a part of the game. And, um, you know, just focusing on, on what I can do and, and trying to get better every day in, in those type of things is, is saying that I can at least rest my head um at, at night time and go, yeah, I've done what I can. And, um, yeah, just sort of being content with that and, and also just making sure football um, doesn't define me too much. You know, I, I study outside of footy and um, have a beautiful partner and, and a great friendship group. So um, if I was sort of you know, evaluating my life on just kicks, marks, handballs and, and playing every week in the AFL, I'd probably be a bit upset with what's, what's transpired the past 10 years. But knowing that's just a, a, a really big part of my life, but not my whole life, um, so it certainly helps me sort of um, be more content day in, day out with, with what I do and, and, and how sort of things pan out. Ten years at the highest level, certainly nothing to be ashamed of. But here, here, what are you studying? Uh, teaching, actually, yeah, secondary education. So, ah, um, Mr Buntine, there you go. <laughs> Kids, you may come across him in years to come. <laughs> oh, very good. And uh, I was reading something recently when I knew you were coming on and I, I, I bet it's nice when your coach says to you, oh, good kick or that was a good tackle or good spoil or whatever it is, but I bet it must be, feel even better when they describe you as a wonderful human being is what Leon, Leon Cameron said when asked about you. Why do you think he says that? I mean, he, he went on to speak about how you're just such a good influence on the club. Is that something you've always prided yourself on or something that developed once, I guess, you couldn't have an impact on field through those injury phases? Yeah, it's probably something that's evolved a little bit more. I think every footballer um, sort of comes into the game a bit selfish and a bit, you know, wanting to do really well for yourself and, and your own career. And um, I guess as you as you mature and, and get older, and especially at the Giants where we're sort of creating our own legacy, being there for 10 years up, I certainly take a lot of pride in, you know, our journey and our development and especially the new guys that come on. So, um, yeah, it was very kind words for Leon to, to say that. But, um, yeah, I guess I'll probably have to thank mum and dad for a really great upbringing. They, they sort of taught me some clear lessons and, and values to live by. But, um, yeah, I just, I think I, I, I embrace most things day in, day out that, um, you know, football clubs love and, I certainly just love the club and, and love to contribute wherever I can, and whether that's out on the, on the, on the ground like I did got to on, on Friday night or in the on the VFL system, you know. Um, yeah, I just certainly don't want to take liberties or, or sort of float through that. So, um, yeah, not, 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 not too sure exactly. Um, I can't probably pinpoint that for you, Daisy, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I, just, I think I just you certainly enjoy football, enjoy the moment, and certainly enjoy trying to help people out wherever I can. Just a good bloke. Hey, uh, last one before I let you go and enjoy the sunshine in your 5K radius. <laughs> favourite player growing up and favourite non-Giants player these days? Yeah, great question. I was a St Kilda supporter. So, um, I probably had three. Um, Lenny Hayes and he came up and coached the Giants for a little while there. So that was <laughs> What was a, that like? A pretty... Yeah, pretty amazing. Both Nick Haynes and I um, just adored him as, as, as a footballer growing up. So um, Lenny's an amazing person. But yeah, it was a bit, I think I, I still had the fanboy on for probably the first couple of weeks of, of training. But then um, obviously 
that dims down. But um, him, uh, obviously Nick Rewald, and oh, I used to love Nick Del Santo too, um, running around. And probably my favourite player at the moment. Um, I've always been a big fan of Buddy Franklin. I think he's um, just, yeah, just an amazing thing what he can do. But um, always have a keen eye on on the on the good back. So even on the weekend, having the do a bit of a negating role on, on Tom Stewart. It was pretty special to sort of be up and close and see how he, he sort of operates. And, um, yeah, as a defender, I, I like to keep an eye on those type of players because you know, they might not get the limelight. But it was great to see Sam Taylor get a little bit of um, attention this weekend for his great role. But, um, yeah, those, those type of players are, are, are people I love to watch. Absolutely. Hey, Matt, thanks so much for joining us. Well done on Friday night and everything you've achieved so far in the game. Good luck for the rest of the year. Finals still very much on the agenda and in eighth spot thanks as we speak. No, Sadie, thanks so much. Cheers, Matt Buntine there from the Giants. Um, plenty to take away from that. Life hasn't been easy for Matt Buntine. I, th- I think sometimes <laughs> you get to AFL level and, and, and think the job is done, but he's proof that the work just continues and that things aren't always smooth sailing. But he's handled it beautifully. We'll take a quick break and then we're going to squeeze in two more callers, Julia and Jarvis, quickly on the other side of this. So they cover me in daisies, daisies, daisies. The Kids Edition with Daisy Pierce. Brought to you by the Booster Tag. A new safety icon for kids under 145 centimetres tall. All right, time for two very quick calls before we wrap up for the day. Julia in Ringwood. Hello, Julia. Hi, Daisy. Thanks for calling. Who do you play footy for, Julia? The Sharks. The Sharks. Has the season been going well? Yes, been going well. Yeah, I'm missing it because it's cancelled due to COVID. Again, what's your favourite thing about footy? What do you miss? Um, I like playing as a team and like making friends and stuff. It's one of the best bits. We get lots of that here. I, I'm the same. I love that part of the game. And you're a Tigers fan. In a word, can they win the flag still? I'm not sure. <laughs> it's tough to see. I mean, they're going to... Hard work from here, but you would never write out off the Tigers. Hey, Julia, thanks for joining us. We'll send you some prizes. And Jarvis in Chelsea is our very last caller. Hi, hey, Jarvis. Thanks for calling. Who do you play footy for, Jarvis? Chelsea Seagulls. Finals on the cards? I'm not sure yet. Probably not. I'll have to wrap you up there. Join us next week at 8am and get involved in TAC Road Safety Round if you can. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.